Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. And today, we are going to talk about that thing that everyone tells you. It's this age-old <laughs> comment that people say, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Lies is a lie. <laughs> Unless your hobby is building a business. Yeah. I think it turns, it, I, I don't know. I Look, this is just my experience. Okay. And I know this gets, I mean, people say this all the time. And so everyone, like everyone knows what I'm talking about. You enjoy doing something. Let's say I enjoy digging in the garden and doing landscapes. And yeah. everybody's like, you should do that when you grow up. And then you go and do that when you grow up. And it's just never that simple. It's never as simple as just doing that thing. Because if you want to m- make money at it, then you have to learn how to market what you're doing. You have to learn how to get more customers. You, it becomes the business. Yeah. And so you're not spending as much time anymore doing the thing that you love doing. You're spending 75 or 80% of your time doing things that you probably don't love to do. Yeah, but maybe you get to a point where you can hire someone to do that for you. And so you are doing what you love. That takes forever. Or option B, you like digging in the yard but you don't want to own the business you just want to be the guy that digs in the yard and so someone else runs the business for you yes yes but but i i've always felt like that connotation of do what you love you will never work a day in your life i've always interpreted it as owning your own business i've never interpreted that you haven't no that's why i i do agree with that phrase that's so interesting because i i mean maybe i mean maybe that's just i always knew i wanted to own my own business and so I, I felt like I needed to find something that I loved to do in that business that I was going to own one day. Yeah. You know? But you don't love owning businesses. I th- I think that I do like building a business. I really do enjoy that part of owning a business. I don't like those two things together. Those are two separate things that I enjoy doing. I'm not... I'm going to... Okay. Nick's out of the uh, digging in the dirt part. We're going to move on to the fact that I just like designing yeah. and making spaces beautiful. Like I love doing that. Yeah. But when, and maybe it's just a creative brain thing, creative people, um, artists and things like that. Like when you have clients that are paying you and you have to make payroll and you have to make money in order to make everything flow, you can't choose like, creativity can't come upon you and you create. Right. Yeah. You were forced to be creative in order to get things out the door. Yeah. And I don't like that. It's not ideal. Um, there's a girl that works in my office that uh, I had no idea. I've been working with her or she together in the same office space because, you know, we have a shared office space. She's not working for me. She's working for another interior designer. Um I've been working there with her together for almost a year at this point. Mm-hmm. Never knew she painted. Never knew it. She never told anybody. Yeah. Like, her boss knows it, but I never knew it. And so one day she just mentioned it in passing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you paint? I had no idea. So she pulls up some pictures on her phone. Incredible work. Yeah. Incredible work. And I almost said it out loud, but I didn't. I stopped myself. You should start selling You that. should start selling those. Yeah. It's the kiss of death. It really is like yeah. the kiss of death <laughs> to creatives to say, because it sounds so good to be able to sell your work. Like it just sounds like what it, it sounds like the natural next step. It sounds right. like what you should do. Like, why would you have this gift and keep it to yourself? Like, what are you going to do with that skill? If you can paint, 
What are you going to do? Like, you just well, going to... they paint because they just enjoy painting. Well, that's what she does. She paints because right. she feels inspired to paint. And it was just such a foreign concept to me to be like, oh, you just do this thing for yourself because you like... Like, that is a hobby. That is the definition of a hobby. Right. I don't have any hobbies because every time I get a dog on hobby, it's like, how can I monetize this? Well, that's just a way your brain works. Well, I got to stop thinking that way. I'm trying to force <laughs> myself to not think it. that way because it it squashes it for me. It ruins it for me. Yeah. When she said... No, like she she has already made that decision for herself. She knows she could sell her art, but she also knows that that when would... Once she starts doing that. Once she starts doing that, then you have to be forced to be creative. Yeah. Also, when you do custom pieces of art, I mean, I do custom pieces of art essentially too, but when you do custom things for people, it takes you getting to a really, really, really high level before someone doesn't come back and say, could you add a little green to that? Oh, uh, not that green. Yeah. A little more like chartreuse green. Well, that looks a little asymmetrical over here. because It's no longer your art. Yeah. It's now your client's art, and then you don't want to put your name on it. And so it just creates, and then you start feeling bad about yourself. And you're like, art is supposed to be this expression of whatever comes, flows from you that day kind of a thing. And then when you start letting people who love your art start to tweak your art, yeah. It isn't your art anymore. <laughs> and then you start to get bogged down in the, you start to feel bad about your art. Like maybe it's not good enough. You know, like creatives have all these things. Sure. But ultimately, I just thought, I just started thinking about that phrase of, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And then when this girl said that she um, painted paint. and yeah. we didn't, we never knew it. And then she showed it to me and I had, we had the whole discussion of, have you ever thought of selling it? Like, I, I didn't say it, but I think maybe um, someone else did that was standing there at the time. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I've sold a couple of things, but I'm not going to force it. You know, so she's right. very much keeping it. And I'm like, man, you're so smart. So, so smart to do that. I just. I don't I'm, know that it's a smart thing. I mean, it's just what she prefers to do. I just realized that at least for me in an entrepre entrepreneurial uh, setting, that phrase of do what you love, you better love to be an entrepreneur. Like yeah. that better be the thing that you love to do. And everything that comes along with it. And then you could be doing anything within that entrepreneur. I mean, you could be right. doing a hundred different things. It doesn't have to be something that you're necessarily good at. If you're an entrepreneur and you're good at running a business and building a business, it doesn't matter what it is. Right. You could do anything. But you're right. As a small business... And me being the start of all of it, I'm the designer and you wear all the hats. And yes, eventually you can hire people to do all that stuff. But man, building to that point is it, usually most people fail. And yeah. fail, I don't even know if they fail because it, like they're bad at it or something. I think sometimes people fail because it's exhausting. It's so hard. Right. It's well, so, they got so hard. into it because they liked doing it. It's something they really enjoyed doing and then... When you go to try to build a business out of it, there's all these other things that come along that you don't like doing. Yes. And you probably hate, maybe you hate doing it. And so either you don't do it or you don't do it well. And then I think people feel like. Burns you out. Failures because everybody said, if you do what you love, that you'll never work a day in your life. It's like, well, I love to do this thing. I like to, you know, groom dogs or whatever. Right. I don't like to keep the books and answer the phones and 
you know, deal with the clients when they don't like every, the way you've done it. Every other thing under the sun sure. that comes along with it is just exhausting. So if you're out there and you're a person that, I mean, I guess, I guess that's all of it. Like I always, I come across these ideas and it's like, gosh, like I want to have this discussion with somebody. Of course, I always have it with you. And well, usually we so have two different think, brains on it. <laughs> I don't think, I have kind of two takeaways from that. And the first, I'll give an example and I'll say where I'm going with it. We do all these construction projects around the house, right? And I like, I love learning new skills and and all the the stuff that kind of goes along with that. But I tell you all the time, I like to do the work when I get to do it, not when I have to do it. Sure. Right? So like those archways that we built in our house. Like that was really cool for me to experience, like to learn, like figure it out. How's this going to work? Trial and error. I enjoyed it for the first one. You enjoyed the first one, yeah. Because I got to do it. But now I have to do the other two, and I hated doing those other two. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that. you know, it's it's not always going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Sure. Because not... this is what this is what I love doing. And so every sure. part of this is something that I'm going to love doing. Every sure. job. LeBron James loves playing basketball. I bet he hates certain things about maybe working out or having to work with certain teammates or coaches or probably press junkets. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff that he probably hates about the job, but he loves playing basketball. Yeah. So that's, that would be my first takeaway from, from all the things that you're saying. If you're, if you are one of these people that feels like if I just find something that I love and I try to make a job out of it, I'll be happy. I know that's, that's not, it's not entirely. I think as a sum whole, yes, you will love. I think you love what you're doing. Do you love every facet of what you're doing? No. In fact, there's probably a lot of it that you don't like doing. But as like if you were to break down the percentages of all the work you do in a day, 75 plus percent you love doing, 25 you hate. Right? Mm. But the 25 is probably like the really, Maybe. really stuff that sucks. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I just wish I had more time to do those things for myself because I'm doing them for other people now and I don't have time to do them for myself. Which is another part of that. I mean, that gets back to the getting to do it versus having to do it. Yeah. When you're doing it for yourself, you're getting to do it. Like your friend or your lady that works in your office, she gets to paint. Yes. Because she doesn't have clients. If she had clients, she would have to paint. Well, even if she did something else on the side, she I just feel like business owning is all-encompassing. It's all-time encompassing. You think about it 24-7, whereas if you have a job, you can walk away from it and you can have time to paint in the afternoon because you're not, you know, punch the clock, as they say, or whatever. But, I mean, you are you are absolutely doing what you love. Yeah. And love every second I still of th- it. I still see it as work, though. I mean, I love doing it. I love going to work most days, not all days. Sure, and you... Most days I love going to work. And it's like anything else. You said, you know, 75% of it is good, and maybe 25%, actually, your percentage is probably way more skewed than that. You're probably like 90% good and 10% bad. For me, yeah. personally, yeah. <laughs> because... But I don't own the business. You know, I don't have to deal with the books and budgets and hiring and firings and... Yeah. It's just, I don't know, that phrase to me has always... I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Not that I hate what I'm doing. It's not that. It's just that it's so hard. I thought I thought doing a hobby should have been like not all fun. I get like that's just life, you know. Sure. But mo- like 
gosh, not so, not so difficult, not so all encompassing. And I guess that's just a choice I have to make. Like I have to, how do you make a choice for your brain to not think about the business when you're not at the business? (laughs) Well, I think that's what you like doing. You like thinking about your business though. I think it, yeah. I mean, sure. Sometimes it'd be nice to turn it off, but you enjoy thinking about new ways to do things but you know business i don't think that if (laughs) there's never been a time up until maybe like in the last month or two if someone had said what is your hobby i would never have said building a business do you know what i mean like that's not what most people consider so so if you're listening out there maybe consider if you own a business maybe your hobby is business owning like that can be a thing sure. and that's okay. And I know that, that term serial entrepreneur is a thing right now, which I hate that term with a burning passion of my soul. Like serial entrepreneur, I mean, you know, we can equate that with serial killer. Like you just can't stop doing something. It doesn't mean you're good at it. Right. Serial entrepreneur yeah. just means you keep opening businesses right. for better or for worse. It doesn't have equate with any kind of like quality of business or sure. whatever. It makes it sound like you're good at what you do though. I'm so good. I, at, don't, I just can't stop doing it. I don't. Cause. I don't take it in that connotation at all. It's almost like um, when you hear some, like you see people with their resumes and they have 15 things on their resume, and people are like, "Wow, you've got a lot of experience." Like, right. no, you probably got fired at all those jobs. Either you got fired or you left because you couldn't stick to right. it. I remember my dad and mom saying years ago, you know, a huge portion of what you get out of college or what someone sees with a college degree on a resume is the fact that you were able to stick through and graduate. Right. You stayed. Like, it's not even about what you graduated in. It's not about what the grades that you got. You graduated. You stuck with something for four years. And in the grand scheme of life, that means something. Yeah, So when you have a job for 14 years on a resume, some, in my opinion, people who aren't, very good business owners might, if they're coming for a job, you'd be like, you had one job in 14 years. Like, yeah, that guy was dedicated. I want, that's the guy I want, you know? And so to say serial entrepreneur to me means you can't, you can't stick to one thing. You, you just got like business ADD kind of a thing where you're just like, Oh, let me try this. Oh, like like a squirrel. Like you just want to try all these different things. Whereas I would see somebody who built a business and spent 10 years in it as they really Much did. More stable. Yes. Dedicated. Yes. All yeah. of those things. So to me, the term serial entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur drives me nuts because I think it's held to some sort of esteem and I right. think it's awful. Well, unless these people, I mean, I don't know who, who's even been called that, but I'm not an entrepreneur, so I don't pay attention to those kind of things. But I would think, I mean, I've met, are these people opening businesses and they Selling currently them? own 10 businesses? No. Well... Some people do. So I think a lot of people in the Shark Tank are considered to be, you know, the people who are like on the board yeah. up there, all the famous people, Damien yeah. and whatever their other names are. I think that they are all considered to be serial entrepreneurs, but essentially they have a lot of money and they're investors. I was going to say, at that know? point, they're investors. They're not, yeah. they're not coming up with the ideas and running with the ideas. They're yeah. just giving people money. I just think people call themselves serial entrepreneurs as some sort of like badge on their chest it's like when um people would say well i didn't get an epidural when i had the baby i'm like great i'm sure there's an extra star (laughs) for you in heaven somewhere like roll my eyes every time that's so wonderful for you like i just there's just certain things that people take on for themselves as being some sort of like (laughs) personal personal pride in certain things and people take serial entrepreneurship as a as a personal badge of 
honor and pride. And yeah. I don't see it that way. I very much see it as you can't, you got, you got a you lot of ideas. Keep your mind on one thing. Yeah. You got a lot of ideas. You don't really know how to distill those down into something and like ask anybody if they're a good idea before you go forward. Everything's a great idea with right. a serial entrepreneur. Everything's a great idea. We're going to try everything. And I just don't think that that's a realistic way. I think it's a lot like people who go to casinos and say they won. You're n- Listen to me. If you hear nothing else I say, you're not going to win at the casino ever. Ever. If you're a person who goes to the casino all the time, you are losing. Period. End of story. You're never winning. Now, if my mother, who's never been to a casino, went down and walked in and immediately won $6,000 and walked away and never came back, Right. You were in. Nobody does that, though. No one does that, and you were in the. You figure sh- I'm lucky. Let me hit some more slots here, and it's a. It's all. There goes your six thousand. It's all built on purpose, and I just I've heard people say a bunch of times, I I've won. No, you haven't. Yeah. You have not. They are built for you to lose, and I know people are like I've won. It's, I just can't even hear it. It's so dumb. Anyway, but I feel the same way about serial entrepreneurship. You've got so many ideas and so many things and you start so much stuff. You're spending so much money like with these ideas. Like you just think you got all the great ideas basically. Like who yeah. has, why hasn't someone else done this? I should be the one to do it. So you keep opening all these businesses. You're losing money. Serial entrepreneurship overall, unless you've got one super steady sure. that you're keeping with that's making a good amount of money, yeah. you're overall losing it's like a casino. Get a good idea, build it, slow and steady. How, what have we not learned from the tortoise and the hare? The slow old fable, yeah. slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. It might be miserable. It might be a miserable slow and steady race because you you want, I mean, you just say, I have a thousand hobbies. I think this is a good idea. Let's do all these different things. And it's not just slow and steady. But yeah. anyway, back to the original, which is that... <laughs> Your hobby should be your job. I think you just should pay extra special close attention to what your hobby really is. Because if you're going to open a business the way that I'm thinking that you're going to do with that phrase, you better make doggone sure that you like business building. Because ultimately in a business, really, the job that you, the whole idea behind being an entrepreneur is that you're supposed to get to the stage where you're working on your business, not in your business. Right. That means you're no longer doing your hobby that you started doing. Right. It means that you are managing people or you are making decisions for what's upcoming in the business in the next year, five years. Like you're, you're the brainstorming person. Right. You see the vision for the company. So your business if that's your hobby, then building the business is your hobby. Just heads up. Yeah. I know we talked last week about the guy who didn't build, like the, the pool guy who was listening for leaks, mm-hmm. and that's the leak detection guy. That's yeah. what he does. Mm-hmm. I think that he's safely able to stay within the the bubble of do what you love. But he's still got to do all the taxes and all the phone call. Yeah. And he still has to do all but that stuff. But I would stuff. say, as, again, as a some whole, he is... He loves what he's now, yeah, there's the, those those things that go with it that he yeah. doesn't like, but he he's not the... taking on so many clients. He's not building a business that you know, if he was really interested in building his business, which as many as nice as the weather is around here most of the year and as in demand as pools are because it's so warm around here, he could build several fleets 
yeah, you know, teams of people within his company and have work nonstop. Yeah, yeah I think he might, he, that I know it, of. But then he's not, then he's not cleaning the pools. He's not, I mean, not cleaning the pools. Right, he's not, right. He's not doing what he likes to do. He's right. like, you know, he's gotten to a point where he's going to be He might be the pr- only person I'm aware of, which I'm not super aware of a ton of businesses. I'm sure y'all are all shouting out someone into the, um, f- your phone right now, into your radio, or people listening the, on yeah, radio. the radio. <laughs> then we're on the radio. <laughs> um, about people that they know who are in this stage of business. And I'm starting to really, I know I talked about last week, like, that I couldn't understand it. And man, I've got so much respect for that. To be able to have the self-restraint to and the, the no, the self, I don't know, um, awareness, I guess, yeah. to know. Just as far as I want to take it. I'm yeah. Happy right and you're here. okay with it and you're yeah. good. He's the only one I know that has done that. And it's so, like, I got mad respect for that. Like, it's good. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, I wish I had that, that, ability to just like yeah. i'm sure there's a good word for that like in inner peace almost like just yeah. being at peace with where he is yeah wouldn't that be nice because i mean you you are working for someone else like to a large extent you don't have the ability to like i can i can dream like what could this thing be be and like sure. it's almost limitless of what I could achieve in my business or where my business could go or grow or whatever. Since you work for somebody else and you don't plan to own your own business, you plan to continue to work for someone else. There is a little bit of a cap. I mean, a large part, there's a cap that you can reach. Um, and, but you still dream within that. I think, you know, you still, I I mean, maybe there are people that do what I do that teach or they coach and they want to be, you know, they're currently a classroom teacher. They want to be an assistant principal and then a principal and then a superintendent. Mm-hmm. And then, a. Mm-hmm. you know, th- th- there's those people mm-hmm. within what I do. Mm-hmm. And same thing with coaching. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach. I want to be a head coach and then maybe a college coach and a college head coach. And then, sure. you know, there's always a ladder to be climbed. Sure. If you want to climb a ladder. And then there are some people that. But I feel like you have want to constantly keep climbing, and some are happy. Like I like the rung that I'm at; it's got a great view. Yeah, I guess I just don't. <laughs> this is all people like listening to this going, like you have a very skewed view because I'm sure that everyone else knows tons of people. I just feel like I I'm surrounded by people who are the sky's the limit, and there is no ceiling at all, and they're yeah. just achieve, 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 and no one is okay with. I don't even want to say status quo. I don't think status quo is okay because right. that's that's to say that you're not achieving your best, but that people are okay with like being the best at whatever being, it, uh, right. whatever it is they do, and that is good enough, right? You know, yeah. But anyway, all this was really about <laughs> the differentiation between you, how you interpreted that phrase of yeah i mean that's how yeah find what you love and you'll never work a day in your life and how i've interpreted it is it's crazy how different like we did not start discussing this until we came on mic today so you know clearly we're we're both uh striving to achieve both of our own like goals and whatever within what our vision or our idea of constraints are or whatever um within each of our jobs and clearly i've just like (laughs) I've just experienced recently people who, um, in my entrepreneurial world, who were like, no, this is good enough. I just want to do my art to myself in my house. I'm like, oh, right. man, that is, 
Yeah, smart. You're missing out. It's how you feel about it. They're missing out. No, I don't feel that way. I, I very much, it kind of hit me as like, you are so smart. You don't have to deal with gripey clients. Yeah. You don't have to do payroll. I don't know. Don't Again, do I, don't think it, I don't think smart's the right word. I think it's lucky might be a better word. Like you're very fortunate that you are okay. <laughs> with. <laughs> I wish I had that. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you are not blessed with the fortune of being okay at or you know being happy with settled i'm yeah. never settled yeah i don't like i don't know where that came from i don't know i mean that but that's there's nothing wrong with that i don't think there's wrong with being on either side whether you're no i don't either a person and that's I, always wants to get and you i know, think grow 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 and keep moving up and, and keep doing all these different things versus the person that this is what i'm doing i'm gonna be the best at this, this yeah is, but this is what i'm doing i think ultimately that might be the what i'm trying to all sort out in my head is um being okay with being that person. I know that I that I need to that I just have this like internal need to achieve or to grow or whatever it is and that's okay. It's different. It's you know, we talk about everybody's different and mm-hmm. as far as like size and shape and interests and hobbies and all that, but there's this like psychological pressure on myself that I guess I put on myself, but I think about a lot about what is making me like want to achieve? Is it okay to be that person that wants to keep growing and, and getting bigger? Like, what is that? At what point is it going to be enough? Like, what, how do you decide that? Well, here's the other layer to your business is that your business is still relatively young in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you've only been with your business 10 years, but really, only the last maybe four years, you've really been really working at your business. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it, you're still very much in sort of the infant stage of your business. I would imagine maybe in the next four or five years, you'll figure out, you know, in terms of growth of your business. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's it seems like it's growing in all these different directions at all these different speeds. Yes, you know, can it I hire this crazy. person? Should I hire, you know, do I need one more person to do this? Yes, let's go ahead and hire this person. Should I start this new branch of my business? It's not making a lot of money. Should I, you know, and so there's all these different things. That you don't you don't know how fast things are growing. You don't know in which direction they're growing. It feels manic, you're so, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're so small. You're so young in your business. I would imagine in the next five or ten years, a lot of that will sort of settle where I'll be working on my business and not in my business, or whatever. I, I mean, say, I think you'll you'll be you'll figure out where you want to put your energy into your business. You know, what it reminds me of like visually. It reminds me if you guys have ever seen Moana. <laughs> have you ever seen Moana? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this though. With Moana, so it reminds me of. There's a part of the movie where she's trying to go on her venture. Right, she gets a boat and she's trying to go on her venture. Yeah, and she lives basically on an island that has some sort of coral reef or something around yeah. it to mm-hmm. where it's calm to a certain point and then there's these really big waves and then right. after the waves it's calm again it's it's a big wide ocean but it's calm right uh, because all the waves are crashing at the at the reef at the reef right and you know i think up until about 4 years ago i was on the island side of the reef mm-hmm. things were safe we were growing steadily clients no employees all good right I feel like the last, especially the last year, has been me trying to fight the waves to get over the hump to right. the ocean that is like a little more calm, a little more settled, a little more 
okay, that crazy growth is behind me. And it's not even a matter of growth. Like we're doing as much as we can. We have a very small staff. It's just three of us. But it just feels frantic and right. it feels manic. And, and in a controlled way to some extent, like we are growing on purpose in a lot of di- we're not We're not doing it in a bad way, I don't think. But it does feel crazy and it feels like maybe it will never end. But I think you're right. What you're saying is true. That once we get to a certain point, some of those things will settle settle out. They'll shake out mm-hmm. or not shake out, whatever it may, may be. And we'll know there's always going to be some other growth happening. But I sure. think I'm at this weird like middle, mid, mid-size, mid-income, mid-size, mid all these things. Mm-hmm. Middle is a weird place to be in a lot of different ways. Yeah, uh, Middle class. America is a weird place to be. There's a weird tax situation when you're in the middle class. There's a weird middle ground when you've got two employees and not 10 employees or you've got, you know, it's just, it's all a middle place and it's so chaotic and weird. And so I'm not rushing anything and, and pushing faster to get to a point where I'm past that. But it is good to have that reminder. I think that you just reminded me of that, that there is going to come a point where I will grow to a, a safe place where it's going to feel not so doggone insane right. all the time because I think I think we get to the point with um, business it's just you and then you max out where you can go and it feels crazy and then you get someone to help you and then it feels a little more calm and then you start to max out how much you can handle with that person and then that feels crazy and then you get another person and it starts to feel calm again there's got to come a time where we're like at all levels out, right. all the levels levels out. You've got enough people doing the right amount of things to cover all of the, <laughs> the crazy yeah. feeling that happens all the yeah. way around. And those are, of course, those are the entrepreneurial business owning things that they're probably what break people. I would imagine. Cause I know in 2019, I about, I about had it. But then remember you told me that I might have to go back to work and work for someone like you do. Yeah. And I cried really, really hard. Like that was not going to happen. So, <laughs> and I just on- needed a swift kick in the pants. I think entrepreneurship really is, or business owning. I don't know if on- I don't know. I always call myself a business owner. I don't usually use the word entrepreneur sh- to describe myself because I always think of an entrepreneur being someone who opens businesses. Right. Like I have one business. It's like when people used to ask us, um, if we were flipping this house, I'm like, we've been there almost four years. Right. Does that seem like a flip to you? Like a flip is an in and out to me. Flip, I mean, I don't even live is. there. Right. Like, and maybe if you live there it's a year, if that, yeah. and you're like, that's your job, you're flipping that. I don't, I don't know. People ask us if we flipped our last house, like we lived there for a decade. Right. I mean, yes, overall the goal is to make more money on the house than when you moved into it. It's a smart sure. financial decision. I wouldn't call it a flip, you know? So I think you just, to me, entrepreneurship, that word, along with serial entrepreneur, means you're just like frantically flipping things, and that's not what we're here for. Things. I'm a business owner. Right. I'm a homeowner. I'm a business owner. I'm not a home flipper, and I'm not a business flipper. <laughs> we're here yeah. for the long haul, for sure. All right, so that is our conversation on hobbies versus jobs. Um, if you are a person who has made a business out of your hobby, or if you are like either in Thomas's current situation or my current situation and you have some thoughts about all this you can email us at building at gmail.com you can reach out to us on facebook or instagram at building Aaronsburg. and you guys please make sure to subscribe and uh, give us some five-star ratings if 
well, whatever app you're on, whatever listening app, because there's so many of them out there, but I bet a, b- a bunch of y'all are on um, iTunes. Or if you're on the radio, call <laughs> into the radio station that you're on. <laughs> and tell them how tell much them you how love our podcast. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.